seated, please. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. The Feast of the Trinity was added to the calendar rather late in the game, in the 900s. Bishop Stephen from Belgium, spells his name the right way with a PH, um, decided that the, the main doctrine of the Christian faith deserved its own day. And it, it serves to sort of summarize the revelation we've walked our way through in, in the church here. Today is a kind of a, 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 a climactic moment in the year. God the Father is revealed in the feasts through his Son in, in the feasts of Advent through uh, Ascension. Last Sunday we had Pentecost, the Holy Spirit was made manifest. And so today, we sum it up. There's one God who exists from eternity in three persons, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So how do we understand this, that three are one and, and one is three? Difficulties begin or, or emerge when we begin with the explanation. Because the Trinity is first a revelation and in experience, as Jesus said in our Gospel today, except one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And we can't explain what we cannot see. Therefore, the experience, the sight, the vision comes first, and the explanation comes after. So what is our experience? What is the experience of God as Trinity? We can summarize it in a kind of threefold way in creation in the Old Covenant and the New Covenant. In Genesis, God created by speaking. He said, let there be light. And the Spirit of God who was moving over the face of the waters brought into being that which the Word of God commanded. And thus we have God who is beyond knowledge, we have God revealed in His Word and in His tangible creation. And we have God experienced through His Spirit. Israel experienced God as Trinity in the revelation on Mount Sinai. God who, whose words were spoken in creation, these words became written in the Torah that God gave to Israel. And the experience of God revealed in the Torah, was communicated through the Spirit who rested in the Old Covenant primarily upon the prophets, the priests, and the kings who were the mediators and ministers of the Old Covenant. In the New Covenant, this is heightened and brought to fulfillment. The word that was spoken in the creation and written in the Old Covenant becomes flesh in the New Covenant. As Hebrews says, God who spoke in time past to the fathers by the prophets has in these last days spoken to us by his Son. And the Spirit who came on Pentecost and comes to us through the baptismal gift communicates to us the experience of union with the Father through the Son. The doctrine of the Trinity is our explanation of this experience. The church took about 300 years to formally work out how we understand this experience. But the experience comes first and the explanation comes after. 
just as we may not exa exactly understand how the plane flies, the most important thing is that we are, in fact, flying. Now, that doesn't mean that our doctrine is not important. It is important that somebody knows how the plane flies, especially those who are going to make it. But the experience is preeminent and the explanation comes after. The distinction between a focus on or, or a, a sort of contemplative seeking and experiencing of God and the desire to sort of figure it out doctrinally was this contrast was got at by Chesterton in a quote he has, I believe it's in Orthodoxy, where he contrasts the poet and logician. He says, the poet tries to get his head into the heavens, and the logician tries to get the heavens into his head. This perspective of faith contemplating creation is the perspective of worship. This is the perspective that St. John is, is adopting in our epistle lesson from Revelation. In the epistle lesson, John is told to come up here, and he ascends in the Spirit into heaven where he sees God. And in his vision, we can see God as Trinity. There is God the Father, portrays a sort of luminous, glorious presence. We see in today's lessons the seven spirits of God, symbolically the fullness of God's spirit. In chapter 5 of Revelation, we'll see the lamb as though it had been slain. This is our Eucharistic experience. Just as John was caught up in the spirit, allowed to come up through the door, which of course began to be Christ, who said, I am the door so we are called to lift up our hearts in worship. We enter into this same scene of heavenly worship. We join with angels and archangels and St. John and the whole heavenly host in the triune sanctus. Holy, holy, holy. And our experience liturgically is that God the Father, Father is revealed to us in Christ as we read the scriptures and as we remember eternal sacrifice on the altar of God. And the Spirit comes to us to help us understand the scriptural revelation. And the Spirit comes to us to make Christ known to us in the breaking of the bread. We accept the doctrinal explanation of this experience when we recite the creed and say, Amen but the actual experience itself comes first. And the creed comes as an explanation of that experience. And as that, if that is not so, we will not understand the fullness of what it means to believe in the Father, through the Son, and in the Holy Spirit. And this changes the way we look at life and, and faith. I think the perspective of contemplation rather than explanation. We realize that, that this life for prayer we talk about is our experience of the Father through the Son in the Spirit. This is how we know the Trinity in that experience. And we can know the Trinity no other way. 
We realize that our witness about the faith is our communication of this experience to others. This is what we see and experience. It is not merely an explanation of doctrine. And often, that's why the church's witness falls flat. If we explain to people about God, instead of bearing witness to our experience of God. This, um, this experience of God, this, this sense of, of seeing versus knowing about, is caught up in, uh, or, or is expressed by Job at the end of his vision after his long encounter with God. He said, My ears had heard of thee, but now my eyes have seen thee. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Thine, O Lord, is the great glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and the earth.